Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. It's Freedom Friday, our alternative commentary. June 30th is the last day of June. And then, what's next, Mr. Kapow? Uh, I think July. The last time I looked, it was July. July. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, I searched high and low today to find a low. good title for this show. And you came up with? The same thing that I came up with last week, which was, uh, you know, what, Stupid 30? You know, it's Stupid 30 time or something like that last week. And I'm looking at these stories and I'm going, okay, I got to come up. And all I can come up with, more Stupid 30. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes, you know, your your headings, your titles, kind of like... Flow? You know, flow into the next week. I mean, it just, it it just... Like Sometimes I look at the scriptures I've used, and I thought, but that one's good for today, too. Yeah. So it's like a part two, I guess. Yeah. It's cool. You know. Cool. It's cool. Cool, you. Cool, It you. is cool. Well, do you have a scripture about yes. stupid 30 times? Well, I have scripture that I think would be very apropos. It's Isaiah thirteen nine and Luke twenty one thirty six. Isaiah 13.9 says, Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. And then Luke 21.36 says, Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Mm -mm. That's right. That's not just a good suggestion, is it? No. It's well, a command. Watch ye therefore and pray always. Yeah. That you'll get caught up in all this nonsense. You know, demons are always uh, very deceptive. Oh, big time. I mean, it's their whole job is to deceive mankind. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, uh, let's deceive them into believing there is no God or let's deceive them into believing, um, you know, Hinduism or Buddha or whatever. They take Christian language. Believe me, they've been around... Since Genesis. Since Genesis. Think Since about the what flood. happened to Eve. Mm-hmm. They've been around forever. And they know the Bible. They know what to say. They know how to deceive. Our Lord, here's a little, okay, here's a little clue from the Kapow Radio couple. Do not judge people by their words, their Christian lingo. You have to judge them by their fruit. Mm -hmm. What does that mean, Brother Kapow? I'm not sure what that means in today's age. Well, it means their character. They should be displaying the character of God, the character of Christ. Now, Galatians 5 goes through all the characterization of fruit of the Spirit. And also fruit of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Galatians 5 is your litmus test. You can go down there and check off the list. Right? Right. So if you're not displaying the character of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, I don't care what your language is, you're not part of the way. Mm-hmm. You're in the way, but you're not part of the way. Caroline. <laughs> yeah. Demons <laughs> will use Christian lingo. And why do I open up with this? Because the first story is, is this demon-possessed man. It was amazing 
to read this story about this demon-possessed guy who hates God and he hates the commands of God. Believe me, he hates God. He's a God-hater. But he talks Christian lingo. He's totally demon-possessed. He's, uh, they call him schizoeffective disorder. Yeah. Which means you're schizo, which means you have demons. You have multiple personalities. Mm. You're, you're demon-possessed. That's what that means because man doesn't know how to, um, well, they lost the spirituality, so they don't know mm-hmm. that the guy's possessed by spirits. He hates God. Fuji. But listen to the way the demon talks. It's amazing. And that's what I want to point out to you today. So the first story, Ms. Kapow, is there's an arrest made after Ten Commandments monument at Arkansas Capitol was toppled and shattered. That's right. This guy, this picture, you can tell he's just a Yahoo. You know, he's it's annoying. But here's, here's what this guy did. There was a six-foot-tall stone Ten Commandments monument installed last Tuesday on the Arkansas Capitol grounds. And within 24 hours, a 32-year-old Arkansas man drove a vehicle into the statue and destroyed it. And he streamed it live on Facebook. Now, I watched his little live streaming, and you can hear his radio playing and stuff like that. You, you can see through these, uh, his phone or whatever, the state capitol. Mm-hmm. And then you hear him say something like, oh, God, freedom at last. And he just drives right into it. Mm. He's, he's crazy, right? He's, most people say he's crazy, but he's, he's demonized. So he smashes... The Ten Commandments statue. Well, you know, these Satanists and atheists, they've been doing this stuff for a long time. Why would that be news to us? It's because what this guy says. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what makes it interesting. Um, Chris Powell, who is a spokeshole for the Secretary of State's office, said he was called early in the morning and told that a man drove a vehicle through the monument. That driver identified an arrest report as Michael Tate Reed of Von Buren. Michael Tate Reed, demon-possessed man. He was arrested by Capitol Police shortly after. And the news reports indicate Reed had previously been accused of destroying a Ten Commandments monument in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. It's not the first time this guy... This ain't his first rodeo. This ain't his first rodeo. He hates God so much that every time he sees the Ten Commandments... Drives him crazy. Drives him crazy. The Arkansas arrest report said an officer around 4.45 a.m. And bless that officer's heart for being awake. Because mm-hmm. had that been me, I'd be under a bridge somewhere asleep. But that was a different time. This officer spotted a dark-colored vehicle... He says he saw the, the car start from a stop position and just rammed the Ten Commandments monument. Mm. And here's, here's what Corporal Chad Durham said about it. He says, he said, I immediately exited my vehicle and placed the subject into custody. And he noted that Reed was first taken to a local hospital before being booked into the county jail. Huh. Mm. Did he get a hurt crashing into the monument? Or did Corporal Chad Durham give him a little something, something? The arrest report for Reed listed unemployed, disabled, under occupation. And I know that shocks that shocks all of us. Because mm-hmm. <gasps> we thought he was a, a, a mental giant. <laughs> Demon-possessed Reed uh, faces all kinds of charges, right? For being an idiot. And uh, this the, the dude... Um, the dude says, we did have some concerns. The spokeshole says, we had some concerns because this was such a highly charged issue with some people. Mm-hmm. Some people. Um, and so they had some concerns, but within 24 hours, some idiot came and ran over the monument. Now, um, I'm going to skip down here to where it says, video appears to show destruction, because this is important. Investigators believe Reed recorded himself as he drove into the statue in Little Rock. Now, th- th- you got to know you're an idiot, number one, to record your own crime. Yeah. I mean, to provide the police with your very own evidence mm-hmm. that you are the idiot who did this. And how many times have we seen that? Yeah. The de-evolving of humankind. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh-huh. Look what I did. <laughs> That's why I can only call it More Stupid 30. Here's More Stupid 30. All right. Uh, let's see. In a Facebook Live video, under the uh, account name Michael Reed, hmm, a driver appears to shine his headlights at the monument and shouts freedom as he drives towards it. Vehicle hits the granite. The video cuts out. In another Facebook video posted early Wednesday, a man who called himself Michael Reed, probably the same guy, described his beliefs in both Jesus and the separation of state, church and state. He spoke from a seat in a 2016 Dodge Dart. Now, folks, listen carefully. Here's the agenda. We always do this in these stories. You see the agenda in it. Here's the agenda. And I want you to listen to his words carefully because outside of the context of this story, if you were to just read these words online or maybe even meet this demon-possessed individual, you would think he was a Christian. Listen, he says, quote, this is the demon-possessed guy saying this. He says, quote, I'm a firm believer that part of salvation is that we not only have faith in Jesus Christ, but we obey the commands of God and that we confess Jesus as Lord. Sounds Christian to me. Doesn't that sound great? If someone wrote that online on their Facebook page, you'd go, this guy loves Jesus. He's a Christian. You would never know he's a schizo, effective, disorder, multi-personality, demon-possessed person who hates God, would you? Mm -mm. Demons are slick. You cannot judge a person by what they say. You got to judge them by the fruit. Fruit bowl, people. Then he goes on, he says, but one thing I do not support is the violation of our constitutional right to have the freedom that's guaranteed to us, that guarantees us the separation of church and state. And he goes on, he says, there's no one religion that the government should represent. So he starts off talking about, I believe in Jesus, got a faith, there's salvation, but there's no one religion that anybody should represent. And who does he put more important? The government, his, his, his constitution. Mm-hmm. There should be separation of church and state. And even though it's the Ten Commandments of a God I love, I'm going to destroy it. Is that fruit of godly character? No. No. And let's break down his words. I'm a firm believer that part of salvation. You get that part. Well, Jesus Christ isn't part of salvation. He is salvation. That's right. That's the only way. He's not part of it. Mm-hmm. What's the other parts? He says is that we not only have faith in Jesus Christ. There's that faith word. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. No one uses it in the biblical sense anymore. Pestios, the faith. We, we have belief. We believe in Jesus Christ, okay? We have faith in Jesus Christ, but we obey the commands of God. I think it's interesting that he doesn't say we obey the commands of Jesus Christ, but the commands of God. So he thinks we should obey the commands of God, probably the Ten Commandments, but yet the very, the very ones he drove his car through Mm -hmm. and then he goes and that we confess jesus as lord this is lip service that's right you can't just you can confess jesus lord all day long jesus Mm -hmm. lord jesus lord and live like the devil because your heart is far from him exactly exactly your heart is far from very good this guy's a demon and as the demons keep talking then he reveals he reveals himself one thing i do not support is a violation of our constitutional right so he puts that above any following of the real Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Don't get fooled by the words Jesus Christ. They use them all the time. There's Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Don't, don't get fooled by that. That's right. And then he's talking about separate church and state. There's no one religion that the government should represent, really. In a different video posted earlier, the same nut bucket said he had to confess his sin. He says, quote, I made a promise that I very much in- intended to keep that I would go get help if things didn't happen the way I thought they would. Now my plan is this. I'm taking a sabbatical. I'm going to go. I'm leaving this place. I'm going to go see God more and just trust in him. He also described interactions with police and medical personnel before uh, Wednesday morning's wreck. He said in a Facebook post if his plans were not carried out the way he wanted, he would return to a hospital. So... This demon-possessed Michael Reed guy, my point that I'm trying to make in this story is not to get irritated that he ran over a Ten Commandments statue, is that he talks 
like a lamb, but he has the mouth of a dragon. Don't get fooled. Because this guy could be your next door neighbor. This guy could be sitting to you next next in church. He probably is. This guy could be your pastor. You can't listen to what they say. You gotta listen to what they do. On October 24th, 2014, he was 29 years old. Michael Tate Reed was accused of ramming his truck into a Ten Commandments statue of a similar design at the Oklahoma State Capitol in Oklahoma City. He also made threats against uh, then-President Barack Hussein Obama, and he lit money on fire, walked into a federal building, and spit on pictures. <laughs> is, this, uh, is this God character no. or demon character? Demon. He's diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder. He was taken to the loony bin. He was released. Why not? Um, under an agreement with the Oklahoma County District Attorney's Office for continued treatment therapy. Obviously, that hasn't happened. And um, so that's that's the first story, folks. I hope you kind of get it. Do you get it? You think they get it, Mr. Capri? I think so. You do? Yeah. Because I don't even get it. <laughs> I don't even know what I just you said. a picture. Uh, okay, how about this mother one? You know, you know a little bit about this story. What do you know? What happened with this mother who suffered facial paralysis after being brutally beaten over a broken sippy cup? Well, this happened in Columbus, and she was at the park with her daughter, and I be- I think her daughter actually broke this other kid's sippy cup, mm-hmm. and this mother went to the mother. And she apologized to the mother for the broken sippy cup. And she offered to pay this mother $10. However, the mother got irate. Mother, too, got irate. Mm -hmm. And said it wasn't, the $10 was not enough. So the young mother, number one, she apologized again and moved away from the mother, number two, to a avoid any confrontation. Obviously, she felt some kind of hostility <laughs> yeah, with mother number two. something wasn't right. Hey, my page just left me. Okay, so then the young mother <laughs> went to put her one-year-old daughter into a swing. Mm. But the other mother, number two, came up and hit her in the face, wow. resulting in a brief scuttle. Now, see, me, after that first confrontation, I would have taken my little one-year-old and left the park. Yeah. Something, you say something's wrong with this person. Yeah. They got demons. Yeah. Um, they're not right. No. Offer to pay you know, $10, break the Mississippi And cup. you get upset? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would yeah. have left. But that's me. Yeah. But anyways, so there was a scuffle. And uh, the police said that the mother of the child whose sippy cup got broken, so mother number two, mm-hmm. is so upset, she starts a fight with the other mother, mother number one. An actual physical confrontation, and so they fight for a little, but they separate. In front of the kids. In front of the What children. kind of example is this? Then it says, the police say the unidentified man came up and punched the young mm. woman, number mother number one, in the face, oh knocking her unconscious. And when she regained consciousness, she gathered her children and drove to the home of a nearby family member. The uh, officer said, um, you're going to knock this young mother out in front of her children? The three-year-old is probably a little traumatized. Yeah, I would think so. And they're wandering through the park. It's a sad situation. Okay, so the young mother was transported to an area hospital where the the doctors discovered several extensive injuries, including a broken jaw that requires surgery. My goodness. She is now permanently paralyzed on the right side of her face as a result of her injuries. And the young mother also lost her job while she was unable to work because she was um, recovering and going under treatment. Wow. Uh, Investigators say that with all the people who were at the park during the assault, it's disappointing that no one has stepped forward with information about this crime. Ain't that amazing? Mm -hmm. I bet they all stood out there. They probably all filmed it and everything. But they yeah. turn over the popo. I mean, you know what kind people of people just turn their they do turn away now. Yeah, you know they either record it to show their friends or whatnot. 
but for the most part, people don't get yeah. involved. Do you know what kind of demonic thug it takes to hit a mother with, with little kids in the park? It just cold cock her in the face. Yeah. Hit her so hard that she loses consciousness. Did you read the part two where the kids were, when she woke up, the kids were just running around mm-hmm. aimlessly? They didn't yeah. know where to go. They were just wandering around the forest somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, dangerous. Just hit her in the face for no, and it just, it just, would he have done that if she would have had her man with her? Probably not. What kind of coward? Mm-hmm. See, that's demonic possession. That's why it's more stupid 30 time. That's right. That's just stupid. That is, that's indicative of a stupid society. But lesson learned here. When something like that happens and you get a weird vibe from somebody yeah. and they just don't respond like they're supposed to, yeah. don't make excuses for them. Just leave. Yeah. Just leave. Yeah, exactly. Just back out. Um, survive to fight another day. Something that's worth it. Mm-hmm. $10 sippy cup that your kid broke is certainly not not worth it. That's crazy. Crazy and stupid is what it is. Mm-hmm. How about this uh, knife therapy? Can you believe this? <gasps> <laughs> no way. It's nuts. You know, it's it's. I posted this on Facebook. Fifth Hook Media Facebook page. Fifth Hook Media. I posted it and I said yeah, something like... Um, why can't people find peace? Mm-hmm. They're, always, they're always after the new thing, the new health trend, you know? The new paleo diet. Yeah, it's just, There's no peace. None of this stuff works. It's ridiculous. There's a bizarre new health craze that sees patients being hit with razor sharp, razor sharp knives and meat cleavers. I don't make this up. Hardcore spa goers say the rhythmic motion of the blades, which are whacked all over the body and face, are extremely relaxing. You know what kind of world we live in? You know what kind of world you live in? When people find it relaxing to get hit in the face with a meat cleaver? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Huh? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they should hire that guy who hit that mother in the park. Huh? Uh-huh. Huh? Am uh-huh. I right? You're right. Am I right? You're meat right. cleavers. Who would have known? Am I right? Mm-hmm. A strange health craze. Spa gores get hit in the face. Sharpened cleavers. Now, these are sharpened cleavers, folks. They're, they're not dulled. Sharpened cleavers are pressed in rhythmic motions with nothing but a thin piece of material between the patient and the blade. There must be more to this. They must. Uh, the, I think the, the people who do this must get off on it. Well, you know what's interesting in our, our uh, teaching on Enoch? Book uh-huh. of Enoch. You know, we have listed all the, well, he has listed all the demons and their different um, assignments yeah. or whatever. Well, as a he mm-hmm. taught men how to make knives and swords and shields, right? So yes. he probably helped them use them, show them how to use them. And Gadriel, he taught the art of cosmetics and the use of weapons and killing Wow, so you kind of combine those two demonic teachings. Well, I, that's what I was kind of going yeah. with it when I read the story. That's interesting, especially because the other day we were talking about Azazel and the name Azza. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this, and I told Miss Capel, I go, you know what came to me is that sev- that song in the 70s, I think it was 76, 77, from Steely Dan. Um, mm. they, they pronounced it Asia. But it's spelled A-S-A. Yeah, it's spelled Azza, almost a form of Azazel. Because the reason why I say that is when you look at the form of Azazel, it's spelled different ways. A-S-A-S-E-L or Z-E-L or Azza. And it even almost sounds like um, Issel sometimes, like Mm -hmm. when Obama would say Issel. But Azazel, which is is the fallen angel that um, God is really, really ticked off with because he taught the secrets these these worthless secrets to mankind that has brought us to the age of stupidity Mm -hmm. so it was more than just the mating with the daughters of men and creating hybrids there was secret knowledge that was passed off you got to understand that azazel is that guy 
Um, and so when you hear songs, so we, we went on YouTube and I listened to Asia and I listened to Steely Dan. I listened to that song and, and read all the words, you know, and those of you a little older probably recognize it, you know. Um, and Steely Dan wrote bizarre words anyway. You didn't understand it. But there is a part in the song. And then I go, boom, there it is. And I, I don't know the exact quote, but it said something like, a double helix in the sky tonight. Mm-hmm. People, you know what that means. A double helix, like DNA. The words go, a double helix in the sky tonight. Throw out the hardware. Let's do it right. Mm-hmm. Come, on. Come on. Let's hybrid. Let's interbreed again. Let's make a new race of humans. To me, that's what the song says mm-hmm. in there. Aza, God led me to, 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 to go back and listen to that song. It's Azazel. So you saying this in this story makes plenty of sense. Mm-hmm. And then the, in the article, it says that this treatment is originally from China mm-hmm. and it's about 2,500 years old, this kind of thing. And then just the way it, it reads, it says um, these people, you know, it's supposed to help you feel relaxed and all that stuff. What it says sharpened cleavers are pressed in rhythmic motions mm. with nothing but a thin piece of material between the patient and the blade. That's crazy. Yeah, they used two blades because they said everything is yin and yang. But it's rhythmic. Yes. I just think that's yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. It's weird. And then the, the people also say the massage changes the energy inside the person and makes them more relaxed. But it mm-hmm. changes the energy. Um, that's Here's another thing they say. So a lot of people think it's just for fun. But people don't realize this will change their lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it says here, I think it's interesting. After sharpening her tools, uh, she uses a stick, the, the doctor or whatever, to loosen up the blood vessels and improve the circulation of the client before moving on to the massage itself. Mm. And just when you thought things could get any stranger, in the midst of the massage, the oh. masseuse makes a burping sound, which is apparently them spitting out the bad energy they draw from the client. Oh, come now, on. Now, that is demonic. That's demonic. And that's the teaching you get from these fallen angels. Yep. That Enoch writes about. Yep. They take a stick. They beat They beat a person to get the blood vessels going. <laughs> it's about the blood. Then they take the meat cleavers. And then in the bits, in the midst, there's a burping sound. And that's spitting out bad. So they're withdrawing the bad energy, taking it up and spitting it out. It's nasty. Oh my gosh! What they're it's doing what, is putting the bat, the energy in. But what it is, it's like those faith healers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when I say faith healers, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. My goodness! Let's take a break, Miss Kapow, and All we will right. be back because there's so much more. You are listening to the Kapow Radio Show Network. Kapow stands for Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness. Kapow is sponsored by Fifth Media, a digital publisher of ebooks. Fifthhookmedia.com has a selection of ebooks about spiritual warfare and Christian living. Visit fifthhookmedia.com. That's F I F T H O O K Media.com. Remember, that's fifthhookmedia.com. F I F T H O O K. Kapow! What's up, yo? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm done, you. Demons in My Marriage Bed from all online digital retailers, such as Amazon.com, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. Please do not be fooled that such things cannot happen to you. Rather, get prepared and become the spiritual warrior needed to overcome in these perilous times in which we all live. All right, so we are back from the commercial break. And, um, okay, how many people think that dressing fashionably includes dressing like a fighter against ISIS? You want to dress like uh, some Iranian fighter that fights ISIS, and that's fashionable. Not this really. is this is from the um, well. Kurdish designers bring fight with ISIS to Paris catwalk. This is <laughs> oh. 
Uh, Miss Capel, did you look at the picture of these 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 models? They're very skinny. Well, do, look what they're wearing. Is that fashion? No. Curtis designers bring fight with ice or is or Aza Azazel to Paris catwalk. They're dressed like Iranian freedom fighters, except they got like red. And most of them don't have shirts on. And come on. What yeah. kind of gimmick is it? What kind of non... Listen to this. Now, I'm just saying agenda. Okay? I'm just saying agenda. What what this what they're trying to put out here. Look at this. This is from Paris. This dude named Dylan Lur and his sister, Lizan, they often asked themselves where they would be now if their parents had not left Iraq when they were children. Mm-hmm. By the way, these two are little spoiled brats who've lived all over Europe and... Yeah. Have educated stuff. They have they know nothing about what it's like to be in Iraq. No. Uh, would they be fighting against the Islamic State like their cousins back in Kirkuk? Kirkuk. That almost sounds, sounds like, like a, a cake. cake. Yes. <laughs> Ditto. Bam. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> what is almost certain is that they would not be showing their first collection at Paris Fashion Week. No, they wouldn't. But the brother and sister who were brought up in Sweden. Hmm have far from forgotten the historically Kurdish city they left behind at age nine and four. Yeah, come on. Come on. You don't even remember what it was like there. Give me a break. But we're going to sell this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're supporting you. Well, they started a uh, menswear label called Namacheco. Namacheco. Namacheco in 2015. And they started it as a way of expressing their thoughts about their background, mm-hmm. said Dylan, who's 28 years old, so he knows better. He says, here's how Dylan talks. We grew up in a very free space in Sweden. Now, any man who uses the word like space in a sentence like that, um, you're invading my free space or you're my space. Uh, Your gaydar should be hitting like 10. Your gaydar says Dylan's a little gay. We grew up in a very free space in Sweden where we could study and dream our parents are religious, but they have always been very liberal with us. You think? Uh, but then he goes on and goes, but imagine how horrible it is even in your dreams. Even in your dreams, if you cannot be free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You always think there would be um, where I would be right now if we had stayed in Kirkuk. Oh, I shudder. Mm-hmm. I shudder. Yeah. More. <laughs> uh, yeah. He says, uh, Kirkuk is a city uh, which was only saved from falling into ISIS hands by the swift intervention of Kurdish Pesmerga fighters. Hmm. So to honor this, they make fashionable clothes on a French catwalk that resemble Pesmerga fighters. Now, I can't imagine them wearing that kind of stuff. No. It's ugly, too. Yeah. It's horrible. But if you want to walk around looking like a Persburger fighter yeah. with red pants, maybe, uh, go for it. Uh, he says it's more than mere fashion. It's a, it's a subtle meditation on the lives between Sweden and Kirkuk. This uh, guy is so full of crap. Yeah, he is. Whose mixed population is about to vote on whether it will join Iraq's increasingly independent Kurdish autonomous... Re- oh, agenda time. Let's get it in there. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about his cousins. He says, we talk a lot to our cousins there, and they think it's mind-blowing how we live, uh, says Dylan, who, like his sister, studied engineering before coming to fashion through art. Hmm. And they travel from Sweden to Belgium to Paris, and they work on their collection. Oh, they're poor. Oh, poor babies. You know, they go from one country, you know, to the next. And uh, they have a cousin named Harish, who modeled for them in a video. Um that Dylan shot in the flaming oil fields that surround Kirkuk and is now fighting ISIS on the front line. Wow. And he says, we feel our great freedom when we speak with our cousins. This guy's so... And and buy my clothes, by the way. Mm -hmm. Buy my expensive fashion Kurdish fighter clothes. And um, here's, here's something that I found very insulting with his language. He's 28 years old, so he's a punk. Here's what he says. When we went to the front lines, we were amazed to see so many older men from their 50s onward 
<laughs> with their bellies and everything were fighting. Really, Dylan? What does that mean? That older men that are above 50 have fatness <laughs> with their bellies and fighting. <laughs> like he's never going to have a belly. He's never. I'm never going to get old and have a belly. Never, never, ever. Well, a lot of them think that way. I think that's insulting. Mm-hmm. Not, not to me, but to those guys who are listening who are like in their 50s that might have a belly. <laughs> not to me. <laughs> I'm still in my 30s. I got like a 18 pack. 18 pack of fat, but hey, <laughs> who's counting? But these guys do not run when ISIS comes. These are the old fat guys. They know the drill. Some of them have been fighting since the 70s. Well, I'm over here in Sweden making uh, fashion clothes. Anyway, he goes on insulting older guys. You imagine these super fit, highly trained pismergas, but in reality, they are a lot of fathers and grandfathers who are out there for three days and then home for a week. So... Here's what he does in his fashion. Cleverly disguised Pismerga jackets, white rather than regulation olive green, popped up in Lurus Paris show, itself a labor of love. Oh, for the love of pizza. He's just romanticizing this <laughs> whole he's, thing, he's you know what I'm saying? He's a nut. So anyway, uh, I've had enough of this. But anyway, he, um, I, I just, it's just to show the stupidity. It's just part of Zero Stupid 30 where... In France, they're looking at Kurdish Pesmerga fighter uh, uniforms as a fashionable thing. To wear. <sighs> yeah, I guess it's no worse than you know watching these kids uh, with their pants uh, down. Well, it's no butt. worse than that stupid concert that uh, um, Ariella Grande did after that whole fiasco out there. After she got all those kids killed, yeah, at her own concert, <laughs> and then she goes and she does another concert. To like honor the people she just killed with a blood sacrifice. That yep, one. That one. Yeah. And, and then her and uh, Miley Cyrus are holding hands, going, "Hey now, hey now, don't dream it over. Hey now." Yep. Really? Very good, brother. I'm tugging toe in my car. I got a hole in my roof. What the heck is that song about? <laughs> and why would you? Come on. I know. See. I'm surprised she didn't sing "Over the Rainbow." I think she, she did. did. <laughs> she did sing Over the Rainbow, another song about uh, Azazel. Yeah. You know why it's about Azazel, folks? Listen to this. I know you love this song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, because Dorothy sang it in the, you know, the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. God made a covenant with mankind after the flood, and he said, I will never again destroy the world with a flood. And so he put his rainbow in the sky, his sign in the sky. It's the rainbow. So when you sing a song that you say uh, over the rainbow, beyond the rainbow, Little mm-hmm. bluebirds uh, fly or fairies or whatever you do beyond the rainbow. It's a song that goes beyond God's covenant. That's right. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. Okay. I found a good pedophile story. How many of you like pedophiles? Uh, you hear the clapping? No. How many of you know what a pedophile is? Ah. And you know what makes me mad is they associate pedophilia with pizza. That's oh, I know. Wrong. That really irritates me because I like pizza, but I don't like Pizzagate. Uh, I know. Why didn't they call it broccoli? Yeah. Or you know, like, hey, where uh, Obama <laughs> could say, uh, uh, I ordered uh, 2,000 pounds of broccoli and asparagus at the White House party. Wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And no one would, would be suspicious because, well, he's skinny anyway. He looks, you know, he looks like he hadn't eaten. Of course, yeah. he's eating broccoli and asparagus. You know, the guy hasn't had a good steak in years, right? Right. But no, but pizza. Yeah. Come on. Does he look like a Chicago pizza eater? Nope. No. Okay. This is, uh, okay, pedophilia, folks. Pedophilia is, um, well, it's not only on the rise, it's uh, more and more uh, blatant. Mm -hmm. It's more and more exposed, but people don't get it. They don't get it. Um, they're hiding in plain sight. Pedophilia is a huge thing. It Kids um, are offered to Azazel all the time. Here's a little story I found that I thought quite interesting. And I think a lot of people might go, oh, how sweet this is. Uh, but it's not. It's pedophilia. Here we go. A nine-year-old youth football player, nine years old, nine-year-old youth football player, nine years old, Gets a college scholarship yeah, offer. at nine years old. Really? Yep, 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 yep. In case you missed it, folks, there's a trend 
of some college programs offering scholarships to kids at much younger ages than normal. Hmm. Usually this happens in the later stages of high school, but not anymore. New Florida Atlantic coach Lane Kiffin recently offered rising eighth grader Kadeen Martin, son of former Tennessee quarterback T. Martin, now offensive coordinator of Southern California. But Martin's son graduates in 2022. You know how much stuff can happen? Yeah. Between the the age of uh, eighth grade and, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Drugs, car wrecks, sex rock and roll. Really? But you're going to give him a scholarship. Uh, Giffen, the same guy, also offered a California quarterback who just finished sixth grade. Oh, Mm -hmm. Let's see. Giffen got a commitment from a 15-year-old Florida quarterback, Brandon McDuffie. This guy is a pedophile. Mm -hmm. You think he's just offering them the um, scholarships and not meeting with them personally? Yeah. Mm. And then their parents are like, oh, you got to go to the college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this kid, Brandon McDuffie, graduates in 2020. And guess what? He hasn't thrown a varsity pass yet because he's, he's only 15 years old. He just finished ninth grade. He's a kid. McDuffie told USA Today, this is a kid. He says, uh, and I'm sure he made this up. No one told him to say this. He goes, I just felt Florida Atlantic was the best place for me to commit to it as of right now. I visited a school. Get it? He visited it. Mm-hmm. And I like the facilities and the campus a lot. Coach Kiffin, the pedophile, coming from Alabama and winning championships as the offensive coordinator. I feel like he's a great coach. Wow. Well, now, what do you know about that at age 15? Right? I know. But obviously, like I said, they meet him in person. Mm-hmm. He went to the campus. He met with the coach. Yeah. It's a casting couch. It is. Now the race has gotten even earlier. Now check this out. A nine-year-old in Los Angeles, Cuckoo City of the Angels, mm-hmm. the Fallen Angels. His name is Havan Finney Jr. Havan. He recently received an offer from the University of Nevada, which makes me very sad because mm-hmm. I'm a Nevadan. Mm-hmm. The news was reported by his trainer, Mike Evans, a former Louisville football player. Nine years old. Here's the deal. He says, um, he says about the recruiting effort, he goes, this type of thing is the new day and age. When coaches are able to see it on social media, it's a lot smoother for them to offer this kid. A lot of kids might do it and not get offers, but these kids are special. Mm. Sure enough, a simple YouTube search brings up all manner of highlights for Finney and Young, including the one below that has nearly 800,000 views. I watched this video, and what it is is a bunch of little kids being trained to play football by some men. And they're going through all the football routines. It smacks a pedophilia to me. Yep. Uh, I'm not saying that everybody watches this as a pedophile. There might be some real sports enthusiasts going, hey, that kid could really... Come on. But it's... You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Evans told um, this paper or whatever that Nevada offered Finney after an assistant saw some of his videos. Ditto for Young and Illinois. And in case you doubt these are truthful, Evans put out a tweet to tout the offers to his clients... And it was retweeted by Illinois' offensive coordinator, Garrick McGee. Mm-hmm. So they're recruiting nine-year-old children up to 15-year-old children and offering them college scholarships at that early age mm. so they can train them and guide them. It's pedophilia. It's pedophilia. It's sick. It's a sick world. It's a stupid, stupid, stupid 30 time. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, I think here's an article that uh, Lane Giffen just divorced his wife uh, in 2016. Mm, because she discovered he likes little boys. Says that he cheated on her. With a little boy? I don't know. No, it doesn't say that. I, mm. I didn't. Well. Well, something's wrong with that. Were you... Were you're... <laughs> You're recruiting children for watching their YouTube videos and their social media and going, oh, they're wonderful. 
and you're offering them college scholarships when they don't graduate till 2022. Mm-hmm. You know how much stuff could happen between then? Yep. Uh, it's it's, it's you know what this is no different than the old ruse where a pedophile and this happened to Miss Capal, a pedophile would go up to a parent that had a a, a darling little uh, child, a little daughter, mm-hmm. and say, "Hi, I'm a photographer of a fashion magazine, uh, or I'm a Hollywood producer." Because you know you live in California, uh, you know Hollywood's right around the corner. I'm a Hollywood producer. I can get her in a movie. She has a beautiful look. Uh, here's my card. Mm-hmm. Have her see me. Right. That's right. This is the same ruse, except they're using social media and the YouTube and stuff to recruit these kids. But they're, they don't have to take pictures of them. The parents and the kids offer the pictures for. Yeah. I was, um, I was under five, five or under, when a talent scout um, approached my mom and said he wanted to um, get me in the movies because I had curly hair. I looked mm-hmm. like a little uh, Shirley Temple. And my mom had the foresight to go, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> See, but had she, you wouldn't be married to a lump like me. You'd be married <laughs> to like um, uh, DiCappuccino. You'd be making <laughs> movies. Yeah. And uh, why don't you tell the, the people that you were also Miss Inglewood way back oh, yeah. in the day. When I was a little baby. Well, I was Miss Inglewood, what would you call it? Um, gosh, I don't remember. Princess the, of Inglewood. Princess of Inglewood. How old were you? Mm, I was under two. Yeah. About a year old. Yeah. Yeah, my mom had put me in a baby beauty pageant. Yeah, that's your claim to fame. <laughs> I wonder if we can find pictures of that on the internet somewhere. Uh, I hope not. One more story, Miss Kapow. One more. One more. There's nothing to see here, folks. This is one of those stories that just smack of, move along, folks. There's nothing to see here, and there's nothing but dead bodies and carnage and, uh, you know, it's it's bad things. Anyway. This is one of those stories. Scientists study swarm of Yellowstone earthquakes. Now, um, Yellowstone is what? The biggest volcano, what they call super volcano mm-hmm. in uh, North America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it went kaboom, mm. it's going to go kaboom. It's pretty bad. And I know all the scientists and all the brainiacs go, well, you're going to fact blah, blah, blah. I, I don't care. It's going to go kaboom. The sun's going to go dark. The moon's going to go red. It's going to be bad if that goes kaboom. Apparently, it's gone kaboom in the past. and um, But right now, everybody goes to Yellowstone, and they watch the geyser and the smoke come out, and they go, yeah, and they take selfies with it and everything. <laughs> um, but seismologists are studying a, a recent swarm of 500-plus yeah. earthquakes that have rattled the Yellowstone Park since June 12th, folks. It's not, the month's not even over. No. 500-plus earthquakes. Nothing to look at, folks. Nothing to look at. Nothing to worry about. Most are centered eight miles north or northeast of West Yellowstone. That's just a few miles east of the Heg, Heg, Heb, Hebgen Lake Basin, which was the site of the historic 1959 quake. Mm. That one measured 7.3 on the Richter, and it killed 28 people. And in the process, it created Quake Lake. They named it Quake Lake. Wow. Near the Gallatin National Forest. So that's a little bit of trivia for you. Well, Mike Schnickney, and he's got to be smart because he has a name like Schnickney. That's a great name. Mm-hmm. Mr. Schnickney of the Earthquake Studies Office at Montana Tech said earthquake swarms are normal in Yellowstone. Folks, there's nothing to see here. Yeah, They're normal. We've had 500 since June 12. That's, that's, come on, move along. He says many are smaller. Many are smaller. When we checked, we found dozens that measured under 2.0 on the Richter. Okay, we had 500. Many are smaller. 2.0. Nothing to see here, folks. Let's have some ice cream. Let's watch some Dancing with the Stars. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's go back to sleep. Close your eyes. Nothing to see here, folks. Strickney said he hasn't... Oh. But he does say this. He hasn't seen such an extensive swarm of earthquakes in Yellowstone since 2010. So it's normal, even though this is kind of abnormal. But he stressed each is small enough that no one, no one is in immediate danger. Now, see, I've always been taught, well, I've been taught when going to school, 
that the more earthquakes, the less pressure, and then you don't get, you know. Yeah, reduce the work. pressure, yeah. But recently, yeah. I have learned that the, the exact opposite is true, that mm. the more you have, the more pressure builds up, and then kaboom. Yeah, that's indicative of the pressure building up, yeah, not yeah, being yeah. released. Mm-hmm. It's a bad thing, not a good thing. Yeah. I don't think earthquakes are ever a good thing. No. Shtickney said, here's what he said, nothing to worry about, folks, here, 500 earthquakes, nothing, move along. He says, we live in earthquake country. That's what he says. We could never say that this isn't leading up to something bigger. We can never say that. We can never say that. But at this point, this point, folks, we have no reason to believe it's portending to be anything more drastic. So, you know, he's probably right. He's probably right. Nothing will happen. He's probably right. But they've been predicting and telling people that the big one is coming any day now. Yeah. Any moment. Yeah. Because it just takes one. Those little 2.0s, it just takes that to be a 8 or 9 and whatever. The point is, there's a bunch of earthquake swarms going on. Right at the nation's largest supervolcano. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earth's doing all kinds of weird things. Ms. Kapow and I like watching all those Earth science YouTube videos and stuff. And UV levels are rising across the nation. and All kinds of weird meteor stuff up in the sky. We had just a lot of meteors going on last month. Um Stuff that the mainstream media is never going to talk about. A lot of people don't talk about. There's a lot of things that are beyond Trump and the wall and health care and immigration law and the same junk, the Dems and the, the reps fighting each other, same junk that's presented day in, day in, in and out going on that no one's talking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of earth changes, natural things that are not... Uh, caused by mankind. That's right. Um, There is a lot of stuff. I'm not saying it's about to happen, about to erupt. I don't know. But there's the fact is, you keep hearing the word unprecedented. These storms are unprecedented. This hail is unprecedented. These earthquakes are unprecedented. You keep hearing those kind of things. So either we're setting new standards or, you know, the earth is breaking. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Breaking, breaking, breaking. Yeah, I don't know, but I gotta, I gotta go watch Dancing with Stars now because I mentioned it. <laughs> I don't think you've yeah. ever seen it. One episode of that show. I did by accident. Oh, really? Yeah, it was in church. <laughs> no, it was. It was at Calvary Chapel, San Jacinto, or oh, I'm sorry, the 412 Church. That's what they call themselves. And uh, I was playing drums, and I was in the green room. Ah, the green room. I was waiting say, when to was go, um, to go back on stage. While the pastor was giving a sermon, but the band, rather than listening to the pastor's sermon over the audio, turned on the TV, and they were watching Dancing with the Stars. And that's where I saw, um, what's her name, Marie Osmond, dressed like a doll. Oh, the doll one. And it was just totally disgusting. But the the the, the worship team just thought it was the greatest thing since sliced pie. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm not making. I'm not making. I'm not judging. I'm not making a judgment call. And I'm just saying, that's all. Leave me alone. I'm not. Ju- Why you judge me? Okay. <laughs> you, have, you have anything else to say? No. Okay. Well, thank you for listening for Stupid Thirty. We'll talk to you shortly. Ciao, baby. Ciao.